This podcast is so above us. On this episode of 90s Tune with Avery and Lena, we're looking back at the 1990 hit by Tal Bachman, and I hope I said his name right, She's So High Above Me. Or just She's So High. Yeah, you're right. She's okay. So High. That's okay. Until I chose a song, I thought it was She's So Lovely. So, <laughs> <laughs> so why did you pick this song? I've been wanting to do something like this kind of genre, which I learned was pop power pop for a little while and I had heard this song the day I had to choose. I didn't know who sang it until that day and I was like, oh, that's interesting and I just it just kind of came out of my mouth. Okay. And I've liked this song so that's why this one specifically mostly because I heard it that day. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, that's Cool story, bro. Released February 13th, 1999 from his self-titled debut album. He's only had an album in 2004 called Daring Down the Sun. Yes. I thought after this hit, he would have had more albums, like especially Canadian-wise. I wonder what happened. Yeah. I mean, did he did he just capitulize? No, that's not a word. Did he just like, is it because he's Randy Bachman's son that he got it made? I don't know, but like it was a good song, so yeah. there's more to it than just being somebody's son. True, true. Like, and they're not going to release it if it's not good, or it wouldn't have sold that well if it wasn't that good. I kind of got on the impression that he toured like under Bachman Turner Overdrive. Like BTO? Or like that he toured now with his father and uncle and their. Oh, okay. I, I just got that feeling. So maybe that's just what uh, happened. Um, I wonder if he's part of the team that's suing the uh, Guess Who. I know. Oh, like, I didn't know there was it. Yeah. yeah like, maybe it's the Guess Who he's. Uh, Burton Cummings and Randy Bachman are suing. The former bassist and drummer of the Guess Who are still touring. It's a whole different episode. Let's not dig into <laughs> that. Not... Let's stick with Talbachman. I think he's a better story for this episode. So, oh yeah, it just says here member of Randy Bachman, comma Bachman Turner Overdrive. Oh okay, and that seems to be present. There were some bigger names in this uh, on this song. Some of the personnel. Did you look them up? I did. I saw that. You know some of them? I did because when I was looking at it, like familiar names are coming back up. Like Bob Rock was on it, our producer. One uh, Juno for producer of the year. Yes, for this, yeah. There were other good songs that were nominated for that as well. Like, this was nominated for Juno Songwriter of the Year, or like, but didn't mean to cut you off. I just, uh, I just yeah. never think of producers. Yeah, well, best producer. There were some other big names there, like Canadian big names, like. Our Lady Peace, The Tea Party, Crash Test Dummies. Mm. Like, all those were, like, up for producer of the year. Like, the people that produce them. Okay. And then nominated for Best Songwriter of the Year for the Juno Award. So he went up against Amanda Marshall, Bruce Colburn, Alanis Morissette, who you may have heard of, and Shania Twain with co-songwriter Robert Mutt Lang. Who won? Uh, Shania, Shania Twain won. So What song? I, I feel like a man, I feel like a woman, that don't impress me much, and you've got a, you've got a way. Yeah, so Bob Rock produced like Aerosmith, The Hip, The Cult. Mm-hmm. Chris Wise, have you heard of him? Musician? Mm, I, I'm not sure if I know much about him. Yeah, I guess he played for Ozzy. And, That's why I thought you might know. Yeah. George Morano was the master of this, like mastering, and we've used him, or I know I've used him as a Canadian connection with other bands during the podcast so you know these familiar names are keeping on coming up with hits after hits like the same people like so they're they're doing something right yeah 
Um, there's also Buck Johnson, who is part of Aerosmith, and both of them are part of Hollywood Vampires. Do you know this band? No, I saw that, but I don't know who they are. Um, Johnny Depp, Joe Perry, Alice Cooper. Oh. Yeah, I think it might be the one he played in his, oh, what's the name of that club Johnny Depp owned? I'm not sure. River Phoenix died outside of it. I don't know. The Viper Room. Oh, okay. I, I think. I'm not 100% sure. Hmm. Made in his dad's studio in Maui. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was his dad's studio. I saw that it was recorded in Maui, which is pretty awesome. It inspired by the song If It Makes You Happy by Sheryl Crow. Yeah, it definitely has that vibe to it. I can kind of hear that. It has like poppy drums, kind of a fun guitar mm-hmm. riff. I like the so hi yeah yeah <laughs> like when they I I can't sing, but when they kind of when words are said, kind of like that. Yep. Brought me to the uh, question: Was Joan of Arc pretty? <laughs> and or I said, or just lovely? She was apparently pretty. And in the 1920s, she pictures of her or like paintings of her inspired the Bob because she had the short bangs and short haircut. Oh, okay. Kinda. Yeah, so that I get, I found that out has nothing to do with this. Also, it's this is about trying to bribe the hottest girl in school to date his stepbrother. Mm-hmm, I saw that, which is kind of fun. It wasn't really a lot about him. No, no, there wasn't. He spearheaded a campaign to bring the key lime pie back from Cactus Cactus Club Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> he was part of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saint, mm-hmm. but and he did a mission in Argentina, I believe. Yeah. And he was just like, yeah, I think they just make up the stories. <laughs> I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but yeah. Yeah. So the song did reach number three in Canada on the charts, but in the U.S. adult top 40, it reached number one. And Number six on the U.S. mainstream top 40. And there's all kinds of other charts that reach, like, top 10 in a bunch of them. No classifications for Canada. Like, it didn't go gold or platinum or anything. But it did go gold in Australia. So, sold 35,000 albums there. Good for him, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's bad. That's bad. I'm leaving that in, too. Break. <laughs> did you enjoy the song? I did. I enjoyed it when it came out. I enjoyed it now, so it was a good song. That was my next question. Did you enjoy it when it was out? Yeah, I think it still holds up. It's on the radio. Maybe not like overplay, but we hear it. It's been around, and it's just kind of a nice song to hear. Fun little mm-hmm. ditty. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a banger. What do you have for us next week? Well, next week we're going to do a year-end review. And, and then I'm trying to... I didn't really pick out a song this week, so... Should we announce it at the year-end review? Well, we're going to go with the biggest hit from the 90s. The biggest hit? Or 1999, because it's like the end of the year almost, so... Believe by Cher. Wow. Mm-hmm. Surprised me. Sorry, do you want me to change it then? No, I just didn't expect that from you. <laughs> I didn't expect it from me either, so... I'm excited to listen to that for the next week. Yeah, it's going to be a banger. <laughs> Tune in.